So we're going to do this live. Yes. Let's do the intro. Live intro. All right. No editing. And we're live. Everything you're about to hear is produced uh, with a live audience. No <laughs> editing tricks in this episode. I mean, we're going to have Viewer an audience. Viewer discretion may be required. <laughs> Not a viewer, a listener discretion, listener, I guess. Or whatever. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Welcome to Layout, a weekly podcast about design, technology, and everything else. And everything else. Uh, edit this. Oh, wait, there's no editing. <laughs> our main topic for this week, we this is our 100th episode. So it's the 100th episode fiesta. Um, everything goes. And uh, we're just going to talk in front of a live audience. And by live audience, I mean we share the link so people can join in. Um, maybe no one will join. Maybe everyone will join and we have to shut this off. That would be a sad uh, party if no one joins. <laughs> well, I wouldn't be surprised. Actually. I got all this beer, anyway. this pizza, everything, and then nobody shows up. <laughs> hey, there's more pizza to us then, right? Um, Virtual pizza. So we really don't have like a, a schedule for like, it's really a party. We have uh, like a open Figma party document. So if you're a designer, I mean, I guess if you're listening to this and like you can't join, right? Because it's too late. So I'm going to stop, uh, you know, telling you how awesome this is. I guess there's no, no point there. So uh, we're just going to talk about we've hit this milestone um, on this podcast, on this show, this side project of ours. We've hit our 100th episode, which in reality means nothing, but it's one of those round numbers that we like to uh, celebrate, right? Because I think we've missed all of our birthdays <laughs> i don't even know when our birthday is doesn't matter so this is a good round number um and so we're just going to take this opportunity to talk about this side project of ours and um without going you know taking the risk of being too meta you know listen to a podcast when where they talk about that same podcast um we're going to frame this more as listen this is a side project from uh, you know mine and Kevin's, and we've been doing this for a long time, and it is the side project that I've kept like active for the longest, um, and I've learned a lot about running this thing uh, for so long and consistently, right? I mean, we've, we've we've missed a couple of weeks, but for the most part, like we've been we showed up every week and we shipped something every week, and that's has been tremendously valuable to me, and uh, I would just like to celebrate that a little bit but also talk about that like maintaining a side project for so long um what do you think what yeah you think? it is nuts by the way like i was trying to think back to the first episode that we recorded do you remember so yes but uh, it's not episode one no. by the way for our listeners yeah because uh yeah i don't know if people know i think we probably mentioned this a couple of times but we we recorded once we decided that we wanted to do a podcast um we recorded i think like four or five or maybe six episodes before releasing it so like unreleased episodes um i probably we probably have yeah, the file so, somewhere it'd be fun yeah to go maybe back. maybe at some point we should release uh lay out lost episodes <laughs> And they're just like bad episodes where we talk about <laughs> stuff that happened 
a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> probably don't yeah, matter now like um was it I, f- I forget if it was one that was actually released or not but like one of the first episodes that i can think about we talked about the new medium logo <laughs> that yeah that's the first one we released but like not the latest one the one before that <laughs> <laughs> yeah the new old medium logo <laughs> or the old new medium logo right, whatever yeah that's actually correct <laughs> um, can you tell which one which one of us is the smart host well you know um, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy uh, i i have a bunch of uh smart lights and i am a smart host <laughs> that's how it works mm, i think mm. <laughs> yes um no but yeah so Cut one of out. the reasons why um we kind of did these test episodes at the beginning is very simple because we did had no idea if we would be good or not or if we would even enjoy doing a show every week. And doing a podcast is kind of a commitment, right? Like, you yeah. sort of have to, like, jump straight into it. And hopefully, like, if, like, for any podcast um, to be successful, like, you have to keep uh, posting episodes every week. So I think for both of us, we're, we knew kind of that we were getting ourselves into something that was pretty big time commitment and we had no idea like if it would kind of work for us uh and also like one one thing that i think about is we didn't know each other very much no like we had spoken for maybe an hour um in your previous show um Mm -hmm. which was named the art board the art board um and like we had a really good time. It was like really great. I think chemistry that we had. Um, but other than that, like we'd interacted maybe like four or five times on Twitter mm-hmm. and that was about it. Um, so it is like kind of weird in a way, like how when we started, it was basically like, hey, like, do you want to spend like two hours every week <laughs> talking to me? <laughs> um, we had never really spoken to each other very much before. Um, but you know, we did, did these episodes, and I don't think I don't think we were particularly good. No, not at all. They're terrible. First shows are terrible. Uh, still, I, th- I still think our shows are terrible. Well, not really, <laughs> but it's like uh, I will never be like super happy uh, with, with pretty much anything I do. But like, especially the shows in the beginning, uh, there's a lot of you know how like it's cringeworthy when you listen back to yourself. Like it can be on video, oh, yeah. it can be whatever. If you're not used to it, having kind of like a public uh, life in a way, so if you're not used to seeing yourself in flesh or, I guess, in audio, <laughs> um, it's, it can be really tough. It is really hard. Um, I think it's, it's, it's a little bit harder than just your work, and, but I think it's still true to your work. So anything you do, like you produce or whatever, like we're designers. So any like screen that you design it can be a bit cringeworthy looking back and liking your work but it's way more personal and you are way more self-aware when it's you like just the person um yeah it also didn't help that for both of us english is not our you know our main primary language so there's like all of that also like self-awareness that oh my god is my english total crap um and it is a lot of times (laughs) Um, I mean, I edit this show and I have to listen back to everything we said. Um, I think it, it, should, it should be fine. But sometimes, like, I, yes, I notice, like, I have some 
grammatical errors or whatever. But I just anyway, I learned how to be okay with it a little bit. Doesn't mean that it's, it's easy. It's so crazy how we notice every single time when we hear it. But then when you're talking, you don't realize just how many of these little things, like little mistakes you make. Mm-hmm. Uh, so frustrating. <laughs> it is. It re- and I guess, actually, I guess it helps for our, you know, what is it called? Like diction, whatever. It helps our English that we have to speak every week. <laughs> like like this yeah. podcast, this podcast, hopefully, or, but yeah, I guess it helps with our diction and our English in general. Um, yeah, and I think I mean we have people that tell us <laughs> stuff that we don't say correctly, <laughs> or um, how many ums we say and stuff like that. So that adds kind of to the the, the pressure that we're getting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I think so. We kind of did these these test episodes, mm-hmm. um, and I think for both of us, like we just realized we really enjoyed that format. Um, there were some types of topics that we tried and realized actually we're not really good at these types of topics um, and that's fine but we at least for me I kind of really fell in love with the medium of podcasting of just talking through an idea uh, and not having like a fully formed thought yet mm-hmm. uh, but still being able to like express and share and like I'm always curious to hear your opinion on some of the stuff that I've been thinking about and I often have questions for you um, so kind of having that platform and that that like medium to to share um was just something that was super addictive yeah absolutely we've been like finding our format and you mentioned that like in the beginning we didn't even know each other very well and we didn't so it was kind of crazy in a way like looking back how we started this project without really knowing each other or thinking too much about it and i guess it is crucial to if, you, if you're planning to do any kind of like long-term recurring thing um i think it's crucial that you don't think about like you don't think about it in the long term if two years ago or whatever we started this if you were to ask me hey do you want to do a weekly podcast and where we talk for a couple hours you know every single week for two years starting tomorrow <laughs> i'd be like dude no because i would be paralyzed by the commitment and by like you know how big that that commitment would be so i to be honest in the beginning i didn't think too much of it i thought hey would i like, do I want to record something with Kevin Clark from Twitter, uh, talk about design uh, this week, and then I'll edit and post it? Like, yes, that's easier, you know? Um, like, I knew subconsciously that I would like to keep doing it if I enjoyed it, but I didn't know, and I wasn't thinking about it. Like, I didn't frame it that way. Um, so with all this, like, daily vlogs on YouTube, if, you, if that's your kind of thing, or, like, a listener and friend of the show, uh, Victor, he started this new thing, and we're like, I think he's going to do it daily or weekly, this Figma challenge, whatever. He's doing like a... Oh, nice. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen it. He's doing like a weekly... Uh, like he has to do something in Figma. So I think it was an excuse to maybe, you know, get more comfortable with the tool and also like just have an excuse to do something that would force him to train and uh, like his visual skills, I guess. Um, so there's a lot of those like daily challenges so maybe like daily UI animations or what I've seen some of those, like you have to do something in Framer every day or every week. Um, those things are great, but you can't think of them like 
in the long term. Like, oh, yes, I'll have to do this a year for a year. You know, you just have to think right. about the moment. Like, what's the next thing? Because otherwise, you're just going to be paralyzed by it and you're going to stop. <laughs> yeah, for, for sure. Um, like, do it little steps at a time. And I think one of the things that we've done that I really appreciated at the time was um, we're both very honest with each other that, like, if at any point, one of us like doesn't like doing the show anymore then we just stop it like we shouldn't like feel pressure to keep doing this if we're not both like 100% engaged and happy to keep doing it I think on both sides like we totally understand like we're both busy people um and I think we're we've also kind of treated the podcast kind of like that way where um like if one of us like not feeling well a certain week or if for some reason we just can't record a week then we don't record you know like and and like it's not the end of the world um we should uh put our work life balance like the the life balance <laughs> side first um and then hopefully try to do the podcast as much as possible whenever we can but um we should always favor kind of having like a healthy life yeah and i don't know if it was clear but it's still the case like that is still yes. very true to today whatever years after and i i think like for these type of side projects like the fact that you go public in a way like you you're putting pressure on yourself a little bit on purpose um to like these daily challenges or whatever like you announce it hey i'm gonna do this one day hey i'm, I'm gonna post a picture on instagram every day for a year like you're setting expectations to yourself and to external sources so it's like you know because if, if 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 you were just letting yourself down that would be one thing it would be easier to give up or to skip a week or whatever but so for us it's like it was the fact that you were also you know as much part of this an owner as i was and am so like if i don't want to record a week i'm letting both you know myself and you down <laughs> and then once people started started joining in and listening to the show like i also had the listeners to like don't let down and then later on there was like occasionally there's sponsors which is also like another layer of obligation obligation that we kind of have to you know yeah well c congratulations by the way on reaching 100 um, oh thank you thanks i am sure a lot of, uh, of designers and well anyone who does a podcast on a weekly basis um of course like i imagine that to be a, a big challenge like keeping up something so regular um but like someone like me who's always been uh, like solo in terms of like uh going to uni in a more traditional like art college and then freelancing straight out of uni um like being in a country where like not many people speak English for a while, <laughs> like it's like I'm sure there's many people around the world for their, for their own reasons who feel isolated, um, and and like have this disconnection, um, whether that that a lot of people who work like in house at design company or um, who are just more connect, uh, connected with like a, a local community, like like San Francisco is probably the easiest example to think of. Yeah, and so uh, so like podcasts like yours and design details. Um, in my opinion, they're the two that come to mind right now. Um, are, are great for just like motivating thoughts and uh, and just like thinking of things to um, like to challenge you and yeah. That's awesome. Thanks. And by the way, uh, I forgot forget about all the editing, but 
if for people who just listened to that, this is Ollie. This is a listener. This is the first listener to join the the convo because we're in this live. Um, so Ollie, are you 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 mentioned a country where people don't speak English? You were are you in uh, Germany? I assuming from your Twitter thing. Um, well, I'm from the UK. Um, the country I was referring to is I lived in Shanghai for nine months in China. Oh, wow. Um, my girlfriend, she's American. She went to NYU and she studied with the world. And I moved out there uh, after she graduated, so we could live together because visa reasons and whatever. Like, we, right. it was easier for us to live in a complete different country than it was either <laughs> of us to live in our own countries. It's crazy. Uh, um, and now I've moved to Berlin because um, I got a really cool job there, working nice. for a, uh, a gaming product uh, startup. Really cool, uh, cool stuff. Berlin is awesome. Yeah, yeah, I love my time there. Um, so great. Um, so you you were all you mentioned the these like communities and just like mentioned our podcast and design details and all and feeling isolated. That played a big role in the fact that I wanted to have a podcast and talk to other people because uh, I, I felt completely isolated in Portugal, small country. No one cares about like these new like hot trendy tech and apps and software and like silicon valley culture and all so i felt like i didn't really have people to talk to so why not use the internet and talk to people that i know that care about this and kevin was one of you know like the perfect candidate like i followed him on twitter already he showed an interest in starting a podcast as well and just by following him i knew that our interests aligned a little bit (laughs) um (laughs) So that was like part yeah, of the reason. And to some extent, like I think it was a similar similar case for me where um back then, like a couple of years ago, um the design scene in Montreal was pretty much just like agencies and there weren't that many product kind of companies or like people thinking about product design rather than graphic design. And I was like really trying to like find my people, you know, <laughs> like trying to find like who are the other people that are passionate about the same things that I am. Um, and I did a lot of kind of initiatives to try to find these people, like organizing meetups, doing the podcast, like trying to do a lot of things um, to connect with that community. Because for me, I'm like a self taught designer. I've never been a school for any of this. Um, so that was basically the only way I could learn was like surround myself with. Uh, really talented people who like work on really interesting things and then hopefully um, they're okay enough with like kind of sharing what they know with me uh, and then I can share back the stuff that I learned and hopefully help other people yeah like I, I think wherever you are in the world like there is somewhere out there a way to to connect with other other like, creators or like-minded people um but of course sometimes it's going to be harder than than others um and so 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 like that's that's why i've really liked this um like podcast in particular like there's always been other other mediums but podcast in particular um as as the international of course you can access them anywhere and like I, I i i know you guys don't have the same relationship with all your viewers as we do like with you because um, like we get to see so much of your lives and what you do and and your, what's what you're thinking about what you're working on um and like i guess from an outside perspective i feel like i'm almost i, I don't know like, like when i'm like in another country and I, and I and i don't have like people to talk to about things or 
to to like understand what's like I don't know is being spoken about at the moment and people sometimes feel awkward like when they they meet us like I have been like <laughs> lucky enough to uh get to meet like quite a few of our listeners um and there's always this like kind of awkward moment where they like um, like people feel like hey I know a lot about you and you don't <laughs> and um it's but it's funny because like every time I've talked to one of our listeners I feel like oh my god like we would be best friends like in real life because like we like so many of the same things and like we always have like really awesome conversations um so yeah like i don't think like on it like people should feel awkward about that like i'm i'm the same way with the pe- the podcasts that i listen to i feel like i'm friends with these people <laughs> like i feel like i'm i'm part of a little bit part of their lives and i i feel like when uh people send us feedback or messages and stuff like that like it's it's like super flattering to to us and like we also really care about like all of you guys and like knowing what the stuff that you're interested in the stuff that you're doing stuff that you're working on um so it's like kind of this like really cool two-way two-way street and like for example um one of our listeners uh, chevy like often writes us like these big long like uh here's like my thoughts on some of the stuff that you've talked about uh and we've like went back and forth um so that's something that i never thought would really happen like when we started the show that it's not just like a a conversation between me and rafa but it's also a conversation between like both of us and then the rest of the the designers and and developers and like all the other people who listen to the show um which is really cool i think that's a lot about like the the medium of podcasting because it if we're looking at it like just the situation in itself like the facts it's me and you like two friends calling each other and talking for a couple hours about things that they like and a lot of times like as listeners know there are a lot of episodes in where it gets kind of personal because usually we like to talk about what's on our mind so it's a bit like therapy in a setting like in a way it's like every (laughs) week we we tune in and we talk about what's going on in your mind and so it's very like intimate and personal um medium at the recording phase it's just me and kevin i mean today is an exception but like it's just me and kevin talking about what we're dealing with a little bit um of course we know that it's going to be published and more people are going to listen but at the moment that's not really like a factor um so you have that personal intimate part but then you have the other part. You actually are publishing this, and this is public, and people listen to it. Um, so yeah, I love this. This like, <laughs> yeah, and I really often get like sometimes uh, someone at work is just gonna mention like, oh yeah, you talked about this like on an episode, and I always have this moment of like, oh god, that was public. True, <laughs> totally forgot about that. Like people, people get to hear this. <laughs> Does it ever make you uncomfortable when you realize that like? in the middle of a conversation that this is more than just like you and who you're speaking with that are, that are like involved in, in the conversation. Hmm. That's a good question. It is. Um, I feel like I don't, yeah, I don't really realize it. And I'm, I'm just like a very public person who just like talks about everything that's happening in my life, like to anyone who will listen basically. <laughs> um, so 
yeah, like for me, it doesn't make that big of a difference. But there, there is sometimes like it, it, it's almost like breaking that fourth wall where it seems like, um, uh, and it's especially when it's people that I know because sometimes people don't necessarily tell me that they listen to the show. Um, so like when someone casually like in a meeting mentions like, oh yeah, like you were talking about this uh, <laughs> during one episode, I'm kind of like, oh okay, uh, yeah, I, I yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> um, but other than that, I think it's. For me, it's kind of pretty natural, and I, I feel like when I'm recording the show, I'm kind of like talking to talking to Rafa, and I, I like I'm imagining kind of the listeners, like the ones that I've interacted to the most. Uh, I think about them, and I feel like I'm having a conversation with them. Same. It doesn't happen enough that I like get used to it, and I remember that people actually listen to this. You know, like every once in a while, maybe a coworker will mention it. Oh yeah, so you were talking about this topic, and like it, it, it takes me, like I get surprised every time. Like oh, oh right, uh, yeah, that's weird. It's weird that you listen to, it. <laughs> like it weirds me out. Like because I never interact with people who actually listen to it, to this. Um, except like when I'm traveling, I want to, um, I actively try to meet listeners. Um, so yeah, it doesn't happen often enough that I remember that it's a thing it's still not a thing so a, a question i often get from people is uh how do you come up with stuff to say every week um so rafa do you want to do you want to take that one <laughs> putting you on the spot truth is a lot of times we don't know and we're kind of like we just wing it um so like no we will never run out of topics and ideas of stuff to talk about like we do have a list like a Dropbox paper of just topics that we want to one day talk about. Um, and that list like keeps growing. Like we can't keep up with it. Um, but like most days, like a couple of days before we record, we just, we, we're, we're texting each other and we're like, Hey, I would love to talk about this this week. Cause that's like something that's on my mind and I've been thinking about it. And I would love to hear um, like your opinion, your, you know, your experience on this. So most weeks we it's fine like it just comes out naturally but there are some weeks that we just tune in like so what are we talking about today and we just like we we brainstorm for a little bit like hmm, actually i've been thinking about this like hmm, i tried this what do you think um so it just i don't know like it's not hard to come up with topics there's a lot of stuff um in the world <laughs> it, to yeah. be honest it gets easier it, it's easier since we change format so we're not really covering news per se um so we talk about more like just topics they're not time sensitive like design things or career things or life things so that yeah. that made things a bit easier I, I gotta be honest my like my favorite part of the show is usually like the rambling afterwards i get i get the need for structure uh-huh. at the beginning like my favorite part of the show is always when you go off on a tangent and and then of course like the recommendations of the week Really nice. That's I, it's 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 such a silly thing, but like I don't know. It's 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 almost like you've gone and said like you already had one thing. Pick your best thing this week, and like, I really like that. That's I think very cool. interesting. I uh, so I I struggle with that a little bit because we I gotta be honest. Like you know, in my favorite podcasts for me as a listener, that's always like also my 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 favorite part is when. People just thought like naturally. They're not following an agenda topic, whatever. They're just rambling and what comes out naturally. I think that those are the best moments. Um, 
and especially once I feel like I know the hosts, like the people involved. So I there's a lot of context. There's a lot of like inside jokes that I get. So like I I feel like I'm part of this conversation. Like I'm in the in right. Um, but that is that can be a turn off for new listeners. So if you're not a regular, if you're just tuning in for the first time, um, that can be a bit off putting. So ever since we like try to tweak the format a little bit last time, that was a little bit, I would love to just ramble and talk about stuff with Kevin. Um, and I think for like a, a small group of listeners, that's what they would love. Like, Oh, this show is four hours now. And we're just, it's just us going through silly stuff. Um, but that is hard to like grow and appeal to a bit, you know, broader audience, if that makes sense. I think the main thing you need is uh, more jingles to uh, just separate the sections. <laughs> yes. yes. Always more jingles. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. But like what I think is, is uh, probably the best thing that we've done is taking that kind of break and that pause and just like think about our format and like talk to our listeners about what they like and how we can make the show better. Um, Cause I think it did like make a big difference and like, as we go beyond like a hundred episodes, like I very much see ourselves like rethinking that format again and like continuing to evolve that. Um, and that's what keeps the show fresh. Like that's what like keeps making it interesting. Um, and it's, it's like always going to continue to evolve as like our tastes change as like, you know, the podcasting as a format evolves too. Like, um, it's while it's been it's been existing for for quite a few years now like there the more people come in to the format the more um different types of of uses come out and like maybe maybe at some point we want to try one of them um so yeah hey victor and we have victor on the call (laughs) what's up rafa it's nice to see you man yeah cool how are you guys all doing we're doing good. We're we're uh, talking about the show because we're so meta. Uh, Hundred episodes and like we're just going through <laughs> what's it like to keep a side project for so long and like what have you learned and like yeah, <laughs> we don't wanna. This this is gonna be fun point. to edit. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be so hard. After. <sighs> let's talk. Let's talk about editing for a while. <laughs> um, sure. So that that's a huge part of the the show. I don't know, for for long-time listeners uh, probably know or noticed uh, that I started out doing the editing of the show, and then for a brief period, we had a friend of mine um, who helped us. Uh, so that, that friend of mine, um, he helped us with the editing, and that like really took took off a couple hours in the week, freed me up to like, not be so busy. And I mean, that was the reason why I asked him if he could help us, if he could help us out. Also, he's a way better, like, editor and sound engineer in general that's what he does he's good at it um also he created like all the theme songs and stuff for the show anyway a shout out um so for a little while he helped us out with the editing and although it was better for me because i had more time uh and less you know stress and stuff it was hard because i felt like i i lost a part of the voice of the show because the editing itself, and this this is super boring for people who don't care, <laughs> I guess. But like, the editing of the show is as much as important to me as like my 
take on the show, if that even makes sense. Like, it's part of the voice. So the jingles, the structure, like, just timing jokes and all of that, I feel like that's that's something that I really like to do, even though it takes crazy time. Like, it takes a couple hours of the week, but it's something I don't want to give up. So um, that's why we got back to to me as the editor of the show. But um, Yeah, and you do a great job at it. Like, I, I personally just cannot like edit anything um <laughs> it's just honestly i'm not good at it it takes me forever um and i kind of don't have that same kind of like rhythm that i think you have rafa of like giving like the show kind of more shape um where i just like focus so much about how i hate the way that i speak uh <laughs> i'm like oh my god this is terrible um so yeah i'm like super glad that you're you're doing the editing um and then so you do the editing and then i do kind of the posting so mm-hmm. getting the show notes in order uh the i like made the website um and so every week i kind of like take well you send me the episode um and then i get like that packaged up i upload it um run i wrote like a kind of a ruby script to automate a lot of the process of posting the episode um then we post it we tweet about it we post it on designer news um are we and, still doing yeah that? then the episodes uh we should be <laughs> <laughs> haven't done yeah. it last last week or the week before <laughs> um but yeah we should be um so because that's a i mean as terrible as designer news is um it's still a way for people to lis- discover the show um, oh yeah it helps us a lot and it works for that some traffic so yeah absolutely also yeah. you you uh send out stickers you ship stickers to yes the world. okay about <laughs> my that. god <laughs> um but uh yeah so basically almost every week i go to the post office and like mail out the orders um and it's like it's so much fun to see like everyone's like address and like where where people are coming from people get, getting stickers um receiving like all your pictures uh there's something unbelievably cool about it and like it's like no matter how many people listen to the show from somewhere like getting a picture from australia or from like berlin or from like all these places is just so cool um so yeah like doing the sticker store is definitely a highlight of my year i really enjoy doing that yeah, I, I think there's a problem with the one you sent to me because uh, the the day after I put it on my three month old MacBook Pro, a shelf fell on it and bent the whole laptop. No. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. I, I, no. In all seriousness, I'm glad you sent several, like more than one. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. So you can put it on your next laptop. Yeah, yeah of course. Like the stickers <laughs> you, survived. Yeah. Everything is okay. We don't need to worry. So, so yeah, yeah. So you can change your laptop five times. <laughs> Sounds good. That's how you send five because we want to, you know. Four years, give or take. Knock on wood, hopefully they'll still still use this one for a long time. Okay, I think we should jump into recommendations. We should, right? Uh, Why don't we... uh, Why don't we let our our listeners now participate? And do you you folks have any recommendation this week? I would love to hear it because I'm sick of listening to Kevin. Jesus. Okay, please, please don't say lost. (laughs) Um... I I only have one that comes to mind right now because I just found it like 10, 15 minutes ago. Okay. Um, and I don't know enough about it to give anything really cool and interesting, but uh, there's a website called and.co uh, and it used to be a service that people pay, like 
pay for to like sort out invoices and contracts and stuff. Um, and it went free a while ago because it was bought by another company, and that's as much as I know. But I've been playing around with it, and it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's not like a, a gimmicky free thing. It's like a service people that, that used to be like uh, paid. Oh, um, this is awesome! Cool. That's awesome. Oh man, I wish I had something like this when I was freelancing. Especially the contract yeah. thing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it could actually be useful for sponsorships. <laughs> I don't have the same <laughs> contract. Um, we yeah. use a service called uh, Sarah Jackson. <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> she helps us. Hi, Sarah. Yeah, no, with with other other services like this, I, I always find it frustrating how uh, restrictive they seem when like you put together like the invoice, like how you're billing things, whether it's a flat rate or hourly or by item or whatever. But like, I haven't found an issue with uh, with this one yet. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Sweet, Thanks, man. Check it oh, out. We'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah, links in the show notes and dot co. Uh, Victor, do you have anything? Yeah, actually, you guys don't have to include this in the show if you want. Don't want to, but I started up this Figma challenge for the month of May. Yes, ah, we already May. talked about yeah, it. Yeah, we mentioned oh, it. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, All right, yeah, tell us more about it. Yeah, so I was like really looking to just kind of release some creativity I had kind of bottled up inside of me. And so like, I just kind of came up with this Figma challenge for myself just to create these kind of like realistic 3D-ish, uh, kind of skewmorphic looking things inside Figma, just because I wanted to push the limits of the tool and see, see what I could create. So um, I'm trying to do five things each week for the entire month of May. And anybody can join in if they like they don't have to post five things it could just be one or you can participate just for one week it doesn't matter but uh, i've been having like a lot of fun just messing around with that and trying to uh trying to make stuff that's really cool well what's the best place for people to go and find that uh either twitter or dribble and using the hashtag number five and then things in figma i gotta say man i am like Super impressed. This is amazing. Uh, I mean, I couldn't like more on Dribble. Actually, I could. I missed the Game Boy thing. Here, yeah, I'm looking uh, at the Game Boy right now. This is so good. Amazing. This is really crazy. Cool. Um, oh, thanks, guys. Are you sharing? Oh, I think you are. You're sharing the the source file, the Figma file, right? So we could peek yeah. around the source code. Uh, not code. Yeah, the source. Yeah, uh, Dylan from. Figma, the CEO, he's, he like reached out to me on Twitter, which was so nice of him. And he's like, hey, you should totally include the source file so that way like people can check it out. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. You got it. So so this is really cool. Like I I, I never did any type of like almost like 3D work, like super realistic uh, thing. Did you like how did you <laughs> how did you I was gonna say how did you do this? But it's like did you follow anything like where do you take inspiration from how did you learn to do all this because it's it's not easy yeah i i I took a lot of inspiration from michael flare-ups i know he was on your guys podcast yeah um, yeah a while ago now but yeah he was kind of the one that i saw primarily like pushing like the realistic design back into like kind of what we do like into design and overall and so i was like really into that and wanted to try to learn how to do it I, I still feel like i don't know how to do much but um just like playing around 
for a few hours like trying to figure out ways to like make certain shading and lighting and stuff occur was like a lot of fun and like i want to get better at it too so just like messing around with it has been has been great i think we need to commission a uh realistic looking shower dingus uh <laughs> illustration from you <laughs> that could be one of your challenges yeah, yeah. If you guys send me the link, I actually don't have access. Oh, to I didn't. Oh, dog. sorry. I, I I put into the chat, the chat thing here on the yeah. Hangouts. I started working on something, but it's terrible. Um. <laughs> I'll have to include it then. <laughs> so uh, yeah. <laughs> so Rafa, do you have a recommendation? Dang, I didn't prepare. I'm not. I'm not prepared. What? I thought we come on. We would skip. Even I it, have a recommendation. It's not in the show notes. So do you really? Well, but it's a surprise. God damn it. <laughs> we're, so, we're doing this live. We're doing this live. Does that mean you have to go at the end because it's a surprise? I, put him in uh, the spot. I can go now. All right, go but now. I, I, have, I have props. Wait, I'll, I'll be back. I'm scared. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> I have props. Okay. Hey, this is, this, is a, this is a live show, okay? Yeah, yeah wait. I'll, I'll just play the theme song a little bit. Um. All right, so my first recommend... I actually have two recommendations this week. Uh, and both of them are pairs of shoes. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> nice. So I also have a shopping problem. Um, so the first one, uh, I'm showing people on the video. Um, it's a uh, shoe from the company called Arc Copenhagen. Uh, it's a company that's based out of Copenhagen that like designs these really awesome uh, shoes. Um, and this model, the model that I have, is a Lion FG HX1 Black Spray. Um, they're not great at product naming, but whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll let that slide. Um, and I just love the design of them. Like, um, you should look at the pictures, but the way the the shoe is laced is like really interesting. Like the sh- the shoelaces are like kind of outside of the shoe. Um, Anyway, it's a like really cool kind of unique uh, looking shoes uh, that we don't see very often here because it, they're kind of hard to get. Um, you can't just like go in a store and buy them, but you can order them online, and they're using Shopify. So, uh, <laughs> no reason not to buy them. Really. Uh, and the the reason why I bought them is I was working on. Um, this demo for a thing at work where I needed like really cool products. Um, and so I was like searching like interesting stores and I stumbled onto this one and I was using a picture of this shoe for uh, the mock-up that I was working on. And I just kind of fell in love with it. And I was like, I need to have it. Um, so I bought it. Uh, and then my next one is maybe more of, of an obvious pick. Um <laughs> It is uh, the Nike Air Max uh, Air 270. I don't know if it's Air Max. Air 270. Anyways, um, in it's like the black and white kind of model. Um, it's just like great. I love it. Uh, I love that like the the sole is like is this pink, like hot pink color. Uh, it's like ready uh, in your face. Um, so yeah, those are my picks. I love shoes. Shoes are awesome. Um, and I just keep buying more and more (laughs) (laughs) how comfortable are those they're really comfortable like especially these ones i'd say these ones are more comfortable um they're like the this is like clear you can kind of see through it but um yeah it feels like walking on a cloud so 
Yeah, they're they're surprisingly um, like sturdy. You don't bounce around. They're not that squishy. I, I would just assume because no. it's yeah. they have the little air cage thing, but it's it's very sturdy actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been looking at those, but I I ended up buying another pair of Reacts. <laughs> Which color? Um, how about the the white, but with only the single blue stripe, so not without the the pink thing. It's more like white on white on white with a little blue line. Mm, um, nice. Yeah, they're good. They're cool. <laughs> Are they so white? They are still white. So actually, that could be a recommendation. But you have like this, you know, this spray that it like it makes stuff like waterproof. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. 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 You know yeah, those. I've so I bought those. I thought it was that, that was very gimmicky and that doesn't really work. Um, but it's been raining lately, so of course, like raining with and you go running with white shoes. That's not a good combo. <laughs> so I bought a little can of the that that spray, and um, like I spray my shoes before I leave the house um and they get super clean because they don't get wet and because they don't get wet they also don't get like muddy and stuff because everything just just falls falls you know doesn't get anything that stick to it so uh it works my shoes are clean so that's awesome uh, yeah I'm, I'm not big into shoes or, or fashion for that matter but um van schneider on twitter uh, he posts some really cool custom like shoes that he he makes um I'll put a link in the chat, and I'm sure you can, if, if you decide to include this, you can share it. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He literally designs and makes his own Nike shoes, which is, I think, is so cool. Yeah, so inspiring. Um, is that the, a is that a thing you can enroll in? Like, yeah, can I do yeah, that? So I, I think <laughs> I now that. he's doing it on his own, but um, it's a workshop you can take. Uh, it's called the oh. the shoe surgeon. Uh, and I really, really want to do it. Uh, I'm like, I'm dying to go and do it. So, um, I'm actually like looking at it and trying to see like when they do a shoe that I'm interested in, I'm going to like fly to New York and do this workshop. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm fascinated by people who, I, this sounds so ironic, who can just make things. And I mean like physical things, like be a, a really cool table or shoot like like awesome shoes because like it, it's not something like everything that i've learned that i can make it's like it's so easy to experiment with you're literally just pushing pixels at the end of the day or, or experimenting with a few lines of code but like it's it's something where i can't even comprehend like where they started to be able to make something like that and i, don't know, I find it so fascinating yeah definitely so i guess for my recommendation i'm gonna i'm gonna pick a repeated one but uh for a good reason as uh, I think Kevin, I think it was you who originally recommended this sketch plugin called Patty. Remember that? Yep, um, I do. So Dave, uh, he's the developer behind it. He he just released the beta of the new version of Patty. This is again a sketch plugin, um, and holy pants, it's really good. Like I know it's beta, but so far it's stable. I mean, unless you go deep in symbol nesting and stuff, uh, maybe that's still there's a little kinks to work out, but um, it's, it's really good. Like it, it, it's, it actually works way better. Now you have a little thing, uh, tools in the inspector. So you don't have to remember syntax and change the file names and stuff. Um, and uh, Dave uh, recorded this, this, this video on YouTube, like going over the changes. So even if you've 
used or you've heard about the original Patty, uh, check out the links in the show notes. Check out the, the new changes of Patty too. Um, and it, it is my favorite p- plugin right now in Sketch. Like I, I, I wish Bohemian Coding would acquire Dave. It should have been. I know, it's, right? Because it's such a common like use of Sketch. Like you have, but I mean, this is made for UI, so padding uh, and spacing and stuff. It's it's like the most common thing you do. Uh, so so anyway. I haven't had time to look into this too much, but what's the difference between version two and version one? Um, like, he does a, he, he did a quick video where he summarizes it, um, but he's taken a lot of the, uh, the ways in which you control how much padding there is and put it in the sidebar to the right. Um, oh. so, so it's a little more visual how you manage it. Yeah. And then he's taken, I think, I think the initial plugin was what he thought like was a cool idea. He was playing around and it was quite buggy and he's, he's rebuilt it, I'm assuming for performance reasons, but also focusing on what people use mostly in the app, in the plugin, sorry. Um, and so it's really powerful now in, um, like spacing items relative to each other, uh, and doing padding through symbols, um, which was the most frustrating thing. Like creating a really cool symbol and being smart with them, and then not being able to update when you just change the text. Yeah, and just the fact that you now have stuff in the inspector. Like I can never remember, um, like the syntax or whatever how I would actually create all these rules. Right. Um, so like discoverability wise, like this new version is way better because you can actually just look. It's very intuitive. You look at the inspector and check boxes, and you type in numbers, and everything works. Um, so compared to previous version like I, I had to have the manual or like the the github readme handy so i can look up the the syntax because i would never remember um so yeah and That's apparently awesome. like performance wise it, it gets up to 200 percent faster or 200 <laughs> okay. times faster like that's bananas um but that's the thing um have you guys uh seen this uh lobe thing yeah that is crazy yeah so uh it's mike mattis uh, used to be a designer at Apple. Uh, then he did his own thing that was called Pushpop Press, which was basically like an interactive iPad book format. Uh, and he did a um, Al Gore's book, um, like with that. It was like this really cool, like interactive experience. And then they uh, eventually got acquired by Facebook, um, and he was kind of the one leading the design for Facebook Paper. Which I thought, again, like was really great, like really clever, interesting way to do an app that I like never really seen before. Um, and so he eventually kind of like Facebook paper obviously didn't really pan out. Um, and so he eventually right. left Facebook. And then it's it's been kind of a mystery, like what he was working on during all that time. Uh, and so he's just come out with a thing. Uh, so it's called Lobe. Um, and it's basically like the way that i would describe it is um like almost like a wheezy wig tool uh for machine learning <laughs> um so it's it's it see it looks very similar to um something like quartz composer or origami where you have these patches um and you can have like sample images and then like have it like kind of generate these labels um, to try to kind of guess what the, the either the action is or like the uh, they have an example where it's like 
different types of plants like trying to like determine what plant it is uh, it's all this like very visual tool and then once you have your model that is trained to use, using this tool then you can kind of export it and use it in an app or um, anything that you want i think this is really cool like i've never yeah, it's really cool i've never even considered that as an option um but like for me it it kind of opens up a lot of possibilities where I like for the first time I thought, well, you know, maybe I could make something with this. Like maybe I could have an app that basically is a sort of a wrapper around this model and like do something clever with this kind of algorithm, like machine learning. So, but this so, is going to, this is going to work as like a service, like a, it's a magic box that you feed data to it and you get an up, but like this is an API basically, right? Yeah. It's not, yeah, okay. I've I've seen the video and it's pretty cool. Again, it's like it's like machine learning but accessible <laughs> for for all of us. Uh cliche, but yeah. I mean I So Kevin sorry. So Kevin, what would you use like with, with this type of technology? What did you have in mind? Yeah. Um that is a good question. Um but I think like well, I don't know. I, and again, I don't know the full capabilities. Um, but one thing that I often thought that it'd be cool to build, like just as a fun thing, um, I'd want to build like a, a Shazam for products where basically like you take a picture of a thing and it's like, hey, like this shoe is being sold like on these stores. Um, and then you could see like where, where it is and how much it costs and stuff like that. Um, so I feel like that'd be kind of a cool use case for it. Um, but there's, I mean, there's plenty of other things. Um, I just have to play with it. A bit more. It's not the use case I envisioned. I, I thought you would have gone, I mean, you went to go more along the lines of like photos of like shower apparatus and <laughs> what, what brand is it? How do you use it? Where the, where the hell is the, the on button? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Our shower dingus app. <laughs> Never have to struggle with with a simple sticker idea, but now <laughs> much more than that. We could set up a camera in like in the office, and we could like measure overall happiness of employees by like their <laughs> their face expression, like their their mood. It like automatically turns on your webcam at a random moment in the day. It's always on. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, not just people like working. You can see how. You know, or happy, and you can measure happiness overall and like mood in a company. That's terrible. This is very right. Black Mirror-ish. <laughs> <laughs> Be happier. Smile to the camera. Damn, that's terrible. <laughs> okay, uh, so um, I think that's it for that's it for our recommendations. We're good. We're good. All good. Yeah. <laughs> this is a cool show. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. That was great. Thank you for including us. Was, yeah, of uh, course. Uh, so, all right, let's, let me do the outro. <laughs> and then, <laughs> hey, has anyone seen uh, Westworld? Should we talk about that? I want to talk yes, about that. Yes, please. Oh, I missed yes. this week's episode. Oh, no. Kevin. <laughs> what? I can, like, I, can, I can leave and let you guys talk about it. <laughs> oh. um, Dang it, Kevin. Yeah, I've been way too busy this week, so I actually, yeah, didn't watch it yet. Yeah, so I guess there's no, uh, no upside down this week. Oh, we'll see. Anyway, let me do the outro. I mean, you guys can talk about it. That's fine. I'll I'll listen to the show when I after I watch the episode.
Huh. That's a cool idea. You have a reason to listen to this show. I'll like uh I'll I'll see if I can get like an early release of the show. <laughs> so I can <laughs> okay. All right, let me do the outro. We'll 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 keep we'll keep around. We'll stay around and Okay, so that's it for a one hundredth uh fiesta episode. Uh this was a party and uh sorry for like people if this is the first episode you tuned in for, like I'm so sorry. This was this was a mess. Um for the rest of us, thanks so much for listening. Uh, you can uh, continue the discussion over at spectrum.chat. We have a little post there for every episode, I think. Thanks, Sarah. Um, so you can ask us uh, questions or you can suggest, you know, recommend topics or just like weekly recommendations and stuff. You can do that. Or you can also tweet at us. We are at layoutfm on the Twitter. And uh, I am Rafa Hari and Kevin is at Vernal Kick over there. So you can follow us. And um, we want to give the special shout outs for our listeners that joined us in, like, joined us live. And uh, now you're a part of this show forever because the servers are never going down. SoundCloud. <laughs> um, so thanks so much, Ollie uh, Taylor and uh, Victor Kearns and Greg for a very short period of time. <laughs> thanks for joining in. Um, and for everyone else uh, reaching out to us on the Twitters and stuff. Um, you can find a, the you can find the show notes for this show and all like things for everything we talked about uh, on our website. That's layout.fm. That's where you can also find links to subscribe to this show and find all the other episodes. Um, it's on that same website and where you can buy our famous stickers. Why are they famous? I don't know, uh, but they are uh, because they break laptops. Yes. <laughs> That's not, that doesn't sound like a good selling point. <laughs> Don't tell people that. But they break them in a good way, because then you well, get an upgrade. A, a week after, my company bought me a new laptop. So, like... <laughs> oh, great. So, is it fair to say that because of our laptops, you got a way better, you know, more modern, expensive... Yeah, expensive as, as, as long as you never use the keyboard, you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this show is part of the Spec FM network. So, if you want to listen to more shows... You can do so uh, by visiting spec.fm on the interwebs. And um, that's it, folks. Gentlemen, we reached the end of the 100th episode, so it's no longer special. I called it. <laughs> Stop being special. We did it. We did it. We made it to 100. Congrats. Um, thank you. Thank you. Clap, clap, pat on the back, pat on the back. <laughs> <laughs>
stop subscribing. People. It's like uh, we're we're basically like uh, all the uh, third party Twitter clients. <laughs> we, we can sell as much as we can, soon, but man. until a certain limit. Uh, uh, oh man, we'll, we we'll deal with it when we're there. It'll be a good problem to have. All right, all right. Well, I guess this is where I have to leave you guys. I guess. Uh, well, that's, that's, that's so weird. Um, okay. Uh, well, Kevin, would you mind if we just talk Westworld for five minutes? No, this, I don't mind at all. This could be an experience for you to listen to the show, I guess. It's going to yeah, be super weird. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, no. I like You guys should talk about it. I think it's a great idea. You should. Uh, I'm looking forward to hear it. Um, okay, this is weird. Yeah. Okay. I, feel, I feel the FOMO, but um, yeah, I'll catch the episode later. <laughs> Okay, well, thanks, Kevin, for uh, joining you, joining us uh, on this episode. It was great having you on. Thanks so much for stopping by. If you guys ever want to come back on the show, uh, let us know. Absolutely, we would love to have you cool. again. This was fun. This was yeah. fun. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Cool. Awesome. All right. All right, Kevin. See go ya. have dinner. I'm gonna go watch Westworld. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Have a good one. All right, bye. Okay, I should. I should change the the sound effect from Stranger Things to like Westworld theme song. Oh, the beginning, yeah. Yeah, you know what, uh, Stephen? I don't know if you know. Like, that's a joke. That's a, our editor, Steve, which is me. But um, or maybe it should morph into it. You know, it starts off as Stranger Things. Ooh, that like... sounds like a lot of editing work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm good at like giving you more work. Right. Uh, Stephen, play the cute. It's like because there because there's two timelines like. There's there's one timeline that has the Stranger Things music, but then there's the other timeline that has the Westworld music. That and doesn't then look like at anything. At a certain to me. point, they collide. But the, the way that you know is the one where Rafa wears the blue dress is the <laughs> one that's the Westworld. <laughs> yes, so it's very common that I record this show with a blue dress. Yeah, happens a lot. <laughs> you guys can't see that, but but it happens. Yeah. Uh, anyways what do you guys think of this episode it was a weird episode it was very strange I, I kind of had a lot of problems with it what really um, yeah. I so I saw it I think it was you and Sam Sofas that were like tweeting that I don't know. I saw on Twitter like people weren't didn't really like it. Um, it was weird. Like there was like transitions, like panning transitions, like weird, just shots transitions between shots that was so like unwestworldly. It was so weird. Um, and we would jump around a lot. Like we we've been through like three or four timelines, different timelines, right? Even in yeah. like the past timeline, like, like uh, Young Will. We saw like three different young wills, right? Um, yeah. Like before he joined, like he visited Westworld. It was just, you know, he's not even an investor or whatever. And when he was there, and then it was way after he met Dolores and stuff. So it was, mm-hmm. it was a lot of jumping around, and and we followed a lot of characters as well. So I can see how that it, that can be a bit off-putting. Um, but I mean, I still enjoyed it. So. Uh, I, I am started watching Westworld at all two weeks ago, <laughs> and so I've gone all the way through season one, and now I'm wow. watching season two as they come out. Okay, um, wow. 
Yeah. And so like my first experience with Westworld was like within two weeks. Um, and like there is it, this, the second season, the way it, like you just said, the way it's cut, the way it feels is so different. Um, it is. It feels like in the last one, like it was almost, um, I don't know. I, I felt like they were much more sly with what they're trying to do. And I feel like this one seems mm. a bit more jagged. I know that isn't like a very precise adjective. Um, but like, I wonder how much the like the experience of like the audience and Reddit on the first season like influenced this season, like the way they wrote it. Because the first season was like, hey, there's this new show. Let's see how people react to it. I mean, of course, they could see like just from the first episode that how people would be reacting. But like the show was shot, like the first season was done, you know. Um, so for this new season, it's like, oh, we know we're going to have like a Reddit army, um, like picking all these details, yeah. um, spending way too much time thinking about this. So let us like, let's mess them up. You know, <laughs> I think they're doing this a little bit on purpose. I thought, yeah. that, I thought that scene where they first showed, um, I forgot his name, the investor, like they, where he was trying to guess which one was the... Uh... Logan? Oh, I love that scene. I, I think that's, a, that was my favorite scene of the... That was such episode. a cool scene. Yeah. I, I wish they'd done it like a bit earlier so that we, as the viewers, weren't entirely sure as well. But at this mm. point, it's obvious to us. Like, he's walked into our room with the entire hosts. And it, it was given away when he said, this is private viewing. Like, you are the only human here. <laughs> like, she, she yeah. basically told him. Mm. Yeah, that that actually that would be very interesting. Well, so did you realize from the beginning that everyone in the room was a was a host? Yeah, yeah, I figured as such. Yeah, <laughs> especially because we saw Dolores first, and it was interesting how Bernard said that Dolores wasn't ready. I wonder why. Like, what what is what did he mean by that? I feel like because she kind of fell back into that loop. You remember when he took her to the rooftop, mm. she kind of yep. lost memory for a sec. Maybe that's what he meant. Um, and I'm guessing that's because Dolores is like going through that learning process of being out in the real world and her mind kind of being unaware of what's going on. And so it's kind of like caused her to go into a loop. That is interesting. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that that does make sense. Um, I'm trying to look this, find this link. I don't remember, but basically, um, Reddit Army picked apart this one, <laughs> this one symbol that you see in the walls of uh, Bernard's home, uh, and I, I assume that's China somewhere, like Hong Kong or Shanghai or something. Because, um, mm-hmm. right? Was that something that they it, mentioned, or it looked I mean, like I, somewhere in Asia? I'm I'm not sure right. exactly where. Because there's this big rumor, like the that the the island the park is in an island in like close to china and the way people got to that conclusion was um like in remember the scene in the first season where the Maeve gets a piece of paper with the like sector whatever whatever and where the daughter is um mm-hmm. so i think it wasn't in some weird language like in finnish or whatever the subtitles instead of having sector something you know Park, whatever they had uh, like some coordinates um like longitude and latitude like the real oh. world coordinates um and so people p- pick that and it, apparently it is on a like man-made island in the coast of china 
So people are like, oh, that's where the park is then. Amazing. I don't know if they did it on purpose. I don't know if it was like <laughs> on a previous, you know, they used the previous shot with actual uh, coordinates and then change it in post. I don't know. Um, so anyway, G the fact that because Bernard, yeah. Bernard said but that he wants to be close to the park, like close to home, working home. So it made sense that that city, whatever that city is, is close to the park. So I think it's China. So I'm not usually involved in these like grand theories. I mean, last season, I thought something was weird. But I didn't get the whole multiple timeline thing right up into the point where um, like he saw, uh, they were at the buried town and uh, he was like, like throwing her around as she was remembering. Mm. Um, so I got just before it was like actually revealed, but still, no. Um, but one thing I had been thinking is that um, like Bernard was um, like made up like in, a, in the image of Arnold. And I'm wondering if Arnold did the same thing with Doris, like if she's made in the image of someone that's important to him. Mm. And that's why he had such an attachment to her and why he's being like treat being more like precious with her. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, it could be like his wife or I don't think he had a child, but yeah, maybe that's, that's an interesting. He, he did because he did. Bernard's memories are the same or at least based off of Arnold's because Arnold in this episode mentioned his own son. Yeah. Like, because, like, he, mm. she, when she was looking at the skyline, he was saying, like, this is my son's room. Like, this is right. Christ You're right. or Christian or whatever. Right, um, right. I don't remember. Yeah. I, 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 did, I don't think they've been clearest whether the real son, like, was dying or if it was just what they did with Bernard's memories. Um, yeah, same thing with, with, yeah, Bernard, not Arnold's. But, yeah, like I said, Bernard, yeah, I remember that he had a child and he mm. was going through a divorce or something, right? There was, like, this is he, him calling home right in season one yeah it was like his ex-wife uh, right that like split after the death of their son in oh, his yeah. memories right so he had a yeah his son died interesting but what's Someone. weird is, sorry <laughs> go ahead ollie <laughs> what's, what's weird is that there are the memories which are one thing but then we actually see him have these conversations with his wife and so who is that he's talking to? I'm assuming that's like another... Um, oh, it was, it was the, the main creator of Westworld, um, Anthony Hopkins' character. They, like, they showed a glitch in, into like Arnold's or yeah, Ber, Bernard's conversations with the wife and it like glitched to Anthony Hopkins' character or something like that in season one. Oh, right. Oh, man, I, I should rewatch season one. It's been a while. Yeah, I remember that. Um, right. So anyway, going way back, there's apparently there's a symbol that kept appearing, like in this episode. It's like a four dots and a cross or whatever this weird symbol. And people, of course, pick that up and when you know search for the meaning of that symbol. And it's like I was trying to look for the link, so I'll put a link in the show notes uh, when I find it. But it was like a block that sits at the bottom of water whatever like some weird thing about that like at the bottom of a surface of water something like that mm -hmm. and people are like oh this proves that um <laughs> <laughs> like the big theory now is that um you remember that scene where like all the hosts like are drowned there's a big body of water so mm -hmm. the theory is like oh actually the hosts are like 
they're hiding, you know, below like that that water, all that water they're down under because the host don't, the robots don't need to breathe, so they can survive there. Um, so it's like a trap, you know. I don't know. <laughs> That's so, that's like so the latest one thing, theory. One thing you said in the last episode, it was either you, I think it was you, mm-hmm. or you, or you corrected, um, is that um, Doris was going around killing other hosts, and um, which I thought was true too, because isn't isn't what she's learned um, because of her deaths and learning from mistakes, um, and because she can remember. That's why she's learning. That's why she's evolved because she can remember, and therefore she's learning from mistakes, and that's how she's evolving. And so clearly she wants the other hosts to do the same. And so this uh, thing in the future that we've seen where they're all dead, um, I'm presuming is this weapon that they're going to see now. Yes, but we should talk about that. Yes, but isn't that, like, I, I, don't you think she might have killed them so that they can be reborn and learn from that? Like, it's, I don't know. Like, I don't fully understand it. <laughs> I, I don't know if by killing them and bringing them back, if they're going to learn from that, like, immediately. Yeah, Maybe right. they'll get scared and follow her because, like, oh, she can kill me. Um, so you mentioned the weapon. What do you think the weapon is? I think like there's two. I have two things. Like one is the this. We are recording everything from our guests. We have all, all this powerful information. We can blackmail yeah. them with and whatever, whatever. Like we know everything that happens that's here. Really, that's um, a really great way of thinking about a weapon because I think the most obvious thing people think of is an actual weapon, like a, a bomb of sorts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But so I, th- I think that's the most powerful thing that that park had, right? Because they can blackmail mm-hmm. and pr- because of that control all the important people in the world. Um, and it's also like a secret. And I, I, it felt to me that that's what William built. But on the other hand, we seen like a construction site type of it, which I just thought about like a, a dam or something in where... Yeah. They would flood the whole park yeah, and like an oil rig to me. Sorry, carry on. Right, and, and that goes aligns better with the like with the episode one when everyone is drowned. Um, so, what do y'all think the weapon is? Um, yeah. So, so, did you, I don't want to spoil anything because I know some people are touchy on like trailers. But did either of you see the trailer for the season? For the season, yes. I, I'm sure I did, but I. I don't remember anything in particular. Yeah, me either. Okay, so one thing that they showed in it, which was which stood out to me instantly, was that they're samurai warriors as like hosts, mm-hmm. um, and you see them like still and dead in like this season, or was it last the end of last season? As if they're doing something, and like in passing, they say, "What is that?" And it's clearly foreshadowing what's happen- going to happen this season. Um, but you actually in the trailer, you actually see them fighting. Um, and I'm so I'm wondering if like the weapon is an army, quite literally, or like a mass of people that she can control, or something along those lines. I don't know. Or where they're building a new world, like a, there's a West World, and they're building a new world, and she's going to take control of that. Or I don't know. Well, we know about this samurai world. I don't remember the name because we've seen it on the last episode, season one. Um, mm-hmm. And we know that there are at least six parks, right? Because that was one thing the park six. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it was the the tiger. It was like from Park Six. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there are at least six different parks, all assuming that all have different themes. So we know about the samurai. Um, so I just assume that they're going to bring samurais from different parks. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I mean the tiger as well. Like it's from a different park. Um, regarding the weapon, so one thing that we know is that Will built that weapon. 
and he kind of regrets it in a way, or maybe not regrets, but he's ashamed of what he did, right? Of the fact that he built that. I'm still unsure if that weapon is meant for hosts or for <laughs> guests. Uh, and I guess like if maybe th- that dam, like oh, let's flood the whole park is like a fail safe, fail safe to kill everyone. You, I mean, you say, you say a shame. He said, he, I think that what he said was it's his biggest mistake, so he probably regrets right. it. Right? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. You're right. That's what I said. Yeah. Um, but why would he regret that? Like, and like, I, I try and think of things logically, which is counterintuitive sometimes. Because at the end of the day, this is a show, and they can make up their own rules. Right. But like, William doesn't work for the park. He's an investor. Like, he can he has a lot of clout in doing what he wants because he, he puts so much money or he controls like a good portion of the company. But at the end of the day, he isn't like a designer of the park. He isn't a writer or anything like that. And so I'm wondering what he could have done or got away with doing or had control over. Um, like if it's him that made it. And I, again, I might be applying. Yeah, no, but that, no, no, no. That's that's good. So if if we take as an example, like a, a startup analogy, right? If you have like someone on the board of your company, <laughs> I guess they could set up some rules or some, like, I need this way to control our guests or whatever, like define the business model. or But they wouldn't be writing code or building structures in the park, right? Does that make any sense? I feel like, yeah, I feel like whatever he's building or built, like, it, it just had to do with the water and, like, having the capability to wipe everything out if well, necessary. I'm going back to thinking of your first theory in that it could be just like data and like, or something that makes the company vulnerable because the theme of his flashbacks in this episode uh, was convincing um, his like wife's dad, who was the, at that time, the owner of the company. And the way he convinced him in the end was saying that um, you're not buying the brand. You're not buying the stories. What you're buying is knowing what, what the users are doing. Yeah. And like, I think they made that very clear and I've just, it's just twigged in my head that, like, why would they make that so clear? Why is it so important to us, the reason behind why the company ended up investing, if it isn't going to be foreshadowed later on? Like, Will works at Cambridge Analytica. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. No, no, you're right. I, that, that's why I, like, I, I, I thought more about, I was, I'm more inclined to agree that it's like some data, like maybe releases the data, made it, makes it public. And so that would cause chaos and that would cause... A rescue team to go over there right and shut that whole place down um and maybe destroy all robots i don't know like shut down the project um because if you think about like a body of water to like you know um like drown everyone the water is is going to kill a human but not really a robot so yeah. that would be a weapon against all humans because the robots they are programmed to quote-unquote die with a like a with a gunshot or like with water yeah Yeah, but they're not really dead i mean we've seen that the dolores can bring them all back and mave i assume so um like so like i think because of how clever they've been with their storyline in the first episode like i feel like they're the kind this the kind of show to do something um i'm i'm blanking on the right word right now but something where like there's almost the symmetry of like the humans control the robots, now the robots control the humans. Um, in that, if if in the first season, like humans could literally control the robots with voice commands or whatever, like it, it like something that literally gives the, uh, the I think they keep calling them robots, the hosts. 
um, some <laughs> sort of control over the actions or um, or power of, of the humans. But like you said, uh, he worded it as something that can be a weapon against both hosts and humans. Right. And that kind of goes in hand with like the, what Dolores is doing. And by the way, it's still not super clear to me what's her deal. What does he want? What does she want? Like, is she trying to kill just all humans? Is that simple? But some of her decisions like doesn't seem to align. Like, she threatens other robots and stuff, uh, other hosts, you know? Um, it's like, what are her motivations? I don't understand. Uh, but then she kills and like uh, she rules that park. She, does she want to leave and kill humans in the world and you know, like on Earth? Like, what is? I don't know what she's doing. I I'm not a big fan of Dolores as a character this season. I, I thought she. I thought her original goal was to become like more human and be able to like actually uh, adjust to like human life and like maybe leave the park and yeah. kind of just make make herself someone else not a robot um but now like her it sounds like she's just kind of turning evil and wanting to destroy the world because she mentions i'm gonna take this one and theirs and like I, it just it doesn't make any sense why they're doing that um like whereas mave i think mave feels the most human out of all the robots just because of her like attachment for her daughter and her independence makes her just seem way more, more human mm -hmm. than than Dolores. Whereas Dolores feels very robotic still in like what she's doing. Oh, the irony! <laughs> she feels very <laughs> robotic. <laughs> yeah, I keep calling them robots, which is well, they are, um, right? Yeah. Anyway. So I, I don't want to like keep adding on things onto the topics, but I just want to like, there's one more thing that's on my mind because I don't really talk this about this much, like Reddit, whatever. Um, but considering how like really clever and strategic he was in, in like setting up the story, do you think like, Rob, this might sound like a silly question, Robert Ford, like, is that his name, isn't it? The, uh, Ford, it? yeah. Ford, oh, Ford, that was it. Like, Ford, yeah. like, do you think he's actually dead? Um, I mean, we saw him take a bullet, point blank in the head. But like, I don't know. Like, for example, that could be like another host that he made of himself that he controlled. Well, we saw on episode one, we saw his face, um, part of the face with some maggots on it. Like, he's dead. He's. <laughs> but but we, we, we've we've seen like a sim sort of similar thing in terms of like how gruesome. Like, how not with maggots. <laughs> Really? Oh yeah, because it's organic material. Right, I guess. Maybe. I guess that's when they showed that. Yeah, because... yeah I th I think the purpose of that shot was also to clear that up. Like, yeah, yeah. no, don't don't think too much about it. Like, no, he's dead. I, I, I think so. I, I'm I'm pretty convinced that he's dead. I, that doesn't mean that Me we're too. not going to see him like more of his doing, you know, more of his plan. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, just that that young Ford uh, host. Telling Will like, "Oh, this game is for you," which was yeah. it was great to see. First to hear Anthony Hopkins again, uh, but also like throughout the whole of season one, we've seen like Ed Harris trying to get the 
the maze and everyone keep kept telling him like this game is not for you this game is not for you yeah. so mm -hmm. on episode one of season two like this game is for you like finally now this is something made for you which i still don't know what that is i guess it's just find the the exit and leave i don't <laughs> and survive i don't yeah welcome to the survivor uh <laughs> i just think it's, it's too good to be true that like that storyline is over and now all of a sudden we're just thrown into this world where doris is going around doing whatever the, what she wants and we're just following her along like it seems i don't know it doesn't seem like westworld to me Like, I, I feel like there should be some sort of scheming where someone has a grand plan in the background. It doesn't look like anything to me. And, and I don't know who is, who is like, like orchestrating that plan in the moment. And so I feel like there's someone that we've forgotten about or that we are not seeing the full picture of. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, Maeve has its own thing, and I don't, I don't believe that her storyline is going to really like impact the rest of like the overall story of the series. Um, the 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 two characters there are kind of involved in a whole big uh, story is is Dolores and 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 Bernard. Um, I mean Bernard said that he killed him. Uh, like last week I was talking to Kevin. I think let's see more to this Bernard thing because I still believe that he's on a loop and either people are trying to extract information from him or he put himself on a loop to figure this one out. I. I don't know, but like, there's more to that story, like yeah. way more. Um, but it feels like on the first episode, the show is telling us, "Oh, Bernard did this whole thing, this water and this uh, he flooded the park." But on episode two, it feels like it's more like, "Oh, Dolores did this." Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm very curious to see how their storylines are gonna. I, I, I want to know how he passed that DNA test. What? You know when that? You know when he goes down into the chamber with I forgot her name, um, the woman who like manages all the investors. Right. I Tessa Thompson, I think. Yeah, yeah, because should they have to put their hands on this thing. Like two people have to put their hands on the door to open it, um, and it has to like check for DNA to make sure that it's only humans getting in. And it's like if any worst case scenario, like something like what's happening now happens, like uh, a host can't get in. But he um, did he put the hand or yeah, it was just yeah, he he did yeah. they, they both put the hands to the door and it allowed them both in because that. it detected them both as being biological like pieces of like whatever and because you could tell like he was so worried that he was going to get found out now right, he put right. his hand to the door and then just opened and then there was hope that's why he was like so scared for a while apart from that and his like corruption in his head um, yeah that's why he was scared of the the, the like centuries or whatever that were inside. Yeah, I feel like that was definitely programmed to like. To yeah, thanks, Ford. To enter. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Or there's something else going on with Bernard that we don't know that makes him different from the other hosts. Plot twist: <laughs> He is human. He is human. He's <laughs> both. Damn it! Anyway, uh, not so great episode, but still a great show. So, even on a not as great episode i mean i still loved it all right guys thanks so much um i'm gonna go tomorrow is gonna be super fun to edit this not really yeah <laughs> and yeah if you have anything like oh please don't like cut whatever i said there out or whatever if you have anything you want me to edit out or edit in 
Just, just every uh, single word I said, I want you to like put in some sort of AI voice. I don't want my voice included. <laughs> just keep the conversation. Can you imagine? I mean, <laughs> that is something I can see happening. Like, oh, by the way, I, I don't want to be on the show. Well, <laughs> crap. <laughs> like, just edit out half the conversation. I would just have to like re record your lines like, with a, with a silly like, voice. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> Glad you said that, Rafa. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, boy. Anywho. Oh.